Gene Howard. Yo, 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 it's your boy Coach Bud. We're on another episode of the Shot Clock Podcast. And I got a very, very special guest tonight. I got the legend himself, Gene Holliman. Yes, sir. Appreciate you dropping in, man. Oh, absolutely. How you feeling? Man, feeling good, man. Um, glad I finally got the invite, man. I've been a, I've been a fan. I've been a fan. I appreciate you, man. Uh, so uh, let's get started, man. Yep. All right, so um, let's, let's start... Uh, Coming into Bayside High School, because um, last week I had uh, Morris Webb up here, and he told me when he first got to Bayside, it was like Eastside High School. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, that was his first impression. Yeah. So, so you, you come into uh, high school, obviously they just went 10-0. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so what, what's the feeling and what, what, what's the mood and the atmosphere at Bayside? Trying to survive, man. It was some, it was some legends. Like, so you... you I was in middle school when they went 10-0. They had Larry Edwards. And to me, he was like the best football player I ever saw. And I was like, that's what I wanted to be like. And then I get there. You got Dion Rubottom. You got Kenneth Painter. You got, I mean, you got some dogs. And I was probably 5'5", 125. And I'm just trying to survive. Like I, I was always a good football player, but this is a different level. And sometimes, you know what I'm saying, you, you think you're good, but when you get matched up and you start comparing yourself to others, I'm like, man, I just want to be a part of the team. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And so started off with JV, and we we had some dogs, man, but we had this this cat, um, Pernell Sturdivant. I don't know if you remember from Lake Taylor. Funny story. I, uh, I played middle school with Pernell Sturdivant that last time. Yes. And so he was like like a, a man child, right? And so they, they automatically benched me and put him at starting running back. And um, I seen I seen his like like for, for real he was he was nice, and then I'm like man I'm just I just I don't know if I'm cut out for this and we had our first scrimmage man and I don't know who he was playing but I ended up breaking for about an 80 yard touchdown and and from there I was like all right yeah, yeah I, right. I can do this I can do this. So what was what was the biggest adjustment you know from from middle school to high school was it the speed or was it the the physicality and it just it just you know like you say you're 125. It was a physicality, man. Like, um, it's like having an older brother that, that 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 beat on you every day. You know what I'm saying? That's what it was. Like, I had to go up against the, the varsity squad, against some some monsters, and it's like, man, I don't even know if my body can uphold some of this punishment. And so that was the biggest thing. It's like you seeing cats who six three, two fifty five, and and not being intimidated, right? And so it creates something in you, though. You know what I'm saying? When you when you go up and you and you hold your own. But physically, I, I I couldn't really do it, okay. and so, but I, I was just trying to I was just trying to figure it out day by day, and I was just trying to like like stay alive basically. Like I, people say um, don't run scared, but I used to run scared, bro. Like I'm <laughs> I'm trying to just make it to the yeah, next yeah, day. Yeah, so I'm your hit. Okay. Yeah. So, what was that like to you know come in now and then you go they go ten and zero again, right? So, the success and everything is going on in the school. What, what what's the atmosphere like? Yeah, it was crazy, but you know, like, man, you just, you think to yourself, like, just wait your turn, because you're going to have a shot. We're going to continue this success, mm-hmm. right? Then, it, then it's going to be you. Right now, nobody know your name. You know what I'm saying? When you see the big cats walking down, they got all the girls, and that's what you want. Of course. You know what I'm saying? Course. That's what that's what, I, that's what I envisioned. And I was like, I'm just going to grind it out. I'm going to wait my turn, and we're going to see what happens when I get to be a junior or a senior. Okay, so what is that like when, okay... The success, and then Robert Jackson leaves, and then he takes a few pieces with him. 
Man, that was a, I, I still to this day that's the worst thing that could have happened. So our JV team was stacked. We ran, we straight ran through the beach. We had uh, T. Mitch at quarterback, Pernell Sturdivant at um, middle linebacker, and we, we was like we was up next, yeah, right? So we took everybody with them. It was like seeing, it was like being in your house, right? You you got the blinds open and your best friend stay across the street and they packing up their stuff. Okay. And moving, and you like, all right. So what I'm gonna do now? And that's how it felt, bro. Like my best friend was leaving. Damn. Okay. So what was what was the biggest transition from Robert Jackson to Darnell Moore? I got a fresh start, though. Um, I got a fresh start. It was just like, um, all right, we got a new coach. Um, let's just see what he's about. You know what I'm saying? Football is football, and they had two different styles. Like like Coach Jackson was tough, man. Like he. Had, He'll get on you. Um, Coach Moore was like, he was a little bit more, I don't want to say passive, like, you know what I'm saying? But he was a little bit more softer than Coach Jackson was. And I got tired of getting screamed at for making mistakes. So I I respected Coach um, Moore's philosophy. Um, He saw something in me that I didn't see in myself. He used to say I had the best feet work of any player you ever coach. You know what I'm saying? That made me just, yeah, that just made me want to work a little bit harder on on just the just the technique type of stuff, you know what I'm saying? So, um, but it was different though, because Coach Jackson, man, you, you got a, a back-to-back 10-0 coach, you know what I'm saying? Then you have all these players leaving, and you you trying to be like, all right, so what's what's Bayside's identity? Mm-hmm. We didn't know at that point. Okay. So, like you said, you waited your turn. It's your turn now, right? Mm-hmm. Not as successful as you would like to be or as it had been. What was that like? And, you know, how, cause now the guys that just left that you said that you looked up to, it's kind of like, man, we letting them down or what, what was going through your mind at the time? Man, it's, it's crazy. Cause you look around the stands, like you go for a 10 and 0 season. I remember we playing Princess Anne, it's, it's standing room only. Yeah. And then we go on, we play Princess Anne again, or, you know what I'm saying? We, we play, we start losing and then the crowd start disappearing. So it's, it's just different. You like, man, all right, so how can we bring it back? to get us back to that level. So you're constantly trying to figure it out. You lose a game, all right, we're going to practice hard and we see if we can get it back next week. And then just rinse and repeat. And and eventually you kind of like, man, like what, what what are we doing wrong? And so we was just, just constantly trying to figure it out, bro. Okay. All right, so let's speak to us um, as good of a running back you were, right? I was all right. Why do, why do you feel as if you, you only was getting like more respect as a DB kind of in, in, in high school? I think it's my size, and then I think um, Bayside is not a traditional offensive lineman like stomping ground. You don't you don't see a lot of great offensive linemen kind of come through there. Okay. And so that, that actually played a part. I, and I ain't, I ain't trying to take and make an excuse or anything, but I wasn't putting up those type of numbers okay. to to get mentioned with some of the the greats that was in our area. And so yeah, I got overlooked um, because of that. Then my size. I probably fit the prototype, maybe like defensive back in high school, mm-hmm. but not a running back. When we think about running backs, like small running backs, was it wasn't even it was, in at the not, time, not at all. Not right? At all. And so we had we had some dogs at at Bayside, and they was much, you know, what I'm saying, physically appealing than I was, and so I, I understood, you know, what I'm saying, I understood. Okay, so now we're getting ready. Uh, your senior year, right? Mm-hmm. So what what what's the transition from there to Kansas? How do we get from there to Kansas, bro? Like what 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 happens during during this whole time? I didn't like school. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I didn't I didn't like school, 
And Bayside had the finest chicks, and that's like that's all I really cared about. Hanging out with my homeboys and seeing how many girls. I, and it was my time. So I seen Dion Rubottom, like Dion Rubottom, pretty boy, right? Yeah. When I was a freshman, and he had all the girls, and it was my time. I'm a senior. I'm the man, like on campus, quote unquote. And so that's all I want. That's all I cared about. Like everybody, yeah, you know you what I'm saying? I, the, yeah, I got I got caught up in it. I wanted. That's all I did was chase the girls, bro. School, forget that. Like I had a lineup, and I was like proud of that. Okay. I was proud of that, and then you know what I'm saying when it, con- it came down to take the SAT, the ACT, bro. I probably got like a 700. <laughs> and so the coaches came in. Yeah, the coaches came in like I can't. There's no can't way I can get you into school. And so um, junior college was like one of the the best options. I had University of Delaware come in. Coach Newsom from JMU. I had VMI. I ain't had no big schools or anything like that, um, but I had an opportunity to, yeah, you know what I'm saying, level. to go to the next level and still D1 at that, 1AA, but my grades were so bad, bro, they couldn't even sneak me in there if they wanted to. <laughs> they couldn't, bro. Okay, so, that's that's and that's funny, we'll get into it later, so, yeah. the guy who didn't like school, didn't do anything in school, becomes the doctor, but we'll get into that later. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so, yeah. so we go to Kansas. Mm. What is that like? <laughs> Black yeah. man from Virginia Beach, Bayside. What culturally? What is that like? What What is the the, the campus life like? What is it like in Kansas? Paint a picture, like because so, most of us will never ever go to Kansas. So you know the Netflix documentary Last Chance You. Yes, yeah. so where it kind of um, you know saying so they filmed some of the seasons there. But we got to go back though, and so when. Our quarterback, one of my best friends, and our receiver got locked up for that shooting. Yeah, that, shoot, that shooting happened at the combine. Got you. you know, going to my senior year. Yeah. And so that's when life started to get like real, right? Because the next day, they came and took them in handcuffs. Like I seen them physically take, take two of my best friends out in handcuffs. Yeah. And so life got serious. Like, like, like I. I don't want to. I don't want my life to be like that. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So, so that's I, like yeah. The, that's the light bulb. Yeah. And so I started taking my senior year series. Like I had like a, a 3.5, but I played around my freshman, sophomore, junior year where I couldn't qualify. And so going to Kansas was like, I got to do everything I can to make it because I can't come back home because mm-hmm. won't nothing here. Like I, I was seeing like people dying, and when you start seeing people dying and getting locked up, you like man, like all this joking around and playing. Yeah, it's serious. Like, yeah, it started got it started to get serious to me. So I went to Kansas like on like on some like life or death type stuff. So when I got off the plane, bro, like I had a we had the tellos the tello cell phone at the time, right? Um, I get off the plane in Kansas City. We drive like an hour to where the campus is. It's nothing but cornfields, and I couldn't even call my my pops or no my mom time. to say Don't pick up. yeah yeah. So only way they told me only way I can get in contact with my family was to go to Walmart and get a calling card. And I was like, man, I'm in like, like purgatory. This is like jail. Like, like seriously, like yeah. um, junior college is like a prison. Like it was like a, it was like a prison, bro. And um, I was homesick where I just wanted to, but I had no money to, you know what I'm saying, get home or anything. I was like in the middle of nowhere stuck. But I was homesick, used to just cry myself to sleep. Like how did the heck I get myself? That love girls, no girls. No girls. <laughs> it was like it was nothing. And it was just it's it's people from all over with different stories. And it um you just figured I just figured it out and I tried to make 
I tried to make it work. Only only reason I got through it though, like loving basketball. I used to watch. That's that. funny. Every, I, every time. funny. Man. I used to watch my freshman year of college. I watched that movie almost every day in the dorm room. Every time I got homesick, I put that movie in. That, right. that got me through some lonely nights, bro. That's what's up. Okay, so <clears throat> now it's time to get on the field. So, like you said, so does all these factors factor in make you just have to lock in? And now football is the outlet because if it's not for football, I'm really going to go crazy out here. It was the first time where I worked hard. Like, it was the first time where I actually lift weights. Like, they lift weights in Kansas, bro. Like, they hang cleaning, okay. power cleaning, squatting. We didn't squat. We did some curls when we went to the gym yeah. and did the bench press. But that was about it. And so I, I, I was locked in and... I just found myself, I was better than the other kid. Like, 757 is a breeding ground. Like, I was more athletically talented than all of the kids there. I was the smallest, but I was so much more talented than they was. It was no joke, bro. So I, I was like, all right, like I, I can compete against kids from all over the world. Okay. So this is your first introduction, of course, of, you know what, even around the country. Like, I'm, mm-hmm. yeah. Like so, so you realizing that I've played against some of the best in the country from where I live, right? Okay, so now, what's the decision to go to JAMU? How do you get to JAMU from from Kansas? So I, my first year in Kansas, um, I played DB, and I used to get smoked, bro. Like, <laughs> yo, it was this dude. You? Called, yeah, it was this dude. Nehemiah Ward. It was Peter Ward's cousin. Okay, I had to guard him one on one. He probably killed me for about two fifteen. He probably killed me for about 215. Then the next year, I was like, man, I don't want to play DB no more. So I switched to running back. Just killing him out there. But we was just sorry. But I put together like a, a man, my highlight tape was legit. Going against cats that was getting recruited by Nebraska, Kansas State, University of Kansas. Like it was a breeding ground for some yeah, of the big schools. But I didn't have the ideal size. And I sent I sent my, um, my highlight tape to the University of Delaware where they recruited me into Kurt Newsom at um, JMU. And he called me back. And I called Kurt, Kurt Newsom every single day, like, y'all got to come get me. And I was like, my last semester, I'm going to take 22 credit hours. So I graduated semester early. That way, if whoever wanted to recruit me, I can go in and get a spring, spring ball. Yeah, and so um, they told me they didn't have enough money. So they gave me, a, like, a partial scholarship. I was like, all right, yeah. I'll take it. I just want to get back home. And I had offers from a lot of D2 schools in the Midwest, but I was like, nah, I got to get back home. And so they accepted me, and then that's where the JMU story begins. Okay, so what is it like? Is this Because is this your first time going to JMU, being at JMU? Yes. Uh, all right, so what, what was that like up there in, coming from Kansas? What's the difference? Bro, it was different. Um, like... Jim, you just came off a national championship. Like, if I had my grades right, I would have been part of that team. Okay. And so, football was huge. They were like, like some rock stars. And it was the same thing. It, it was reminiscent to me being a freshman at Bayside. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I was just a nobody. Um, and seeing these, seeing these, I didn't really meet my teammates for real mm-hmm. at the time. And I came in. I remember coming in that night, right? It was, it was probably 6 o'clock at night. My dad dropped me off. We went to Walmart, you know, get the college essentials. Yeah, of course. And um, my roommate, you know, one of the first team teammates I met, 
and I knew Maurice Finner from base I was there, but he was one of the first teammates I met, right? Mm -hmm. And um, I'm, I'm packing my stuff. And he, he, um, he was like, yo, you trying to hit this blunt? <laughs> right? I, I ain't never smoked weed a day in my life, but I thought, like, you know what I'm saying, if I didn't, if I didn't smoke. They gonna look at you like Yeah, he was gonna tell everybody. I was like, this dude corny. So I was like, all right, we went into the back, and we started smoking out this bomb. Mm -hmm. And um, we go back in. Man, I swear I saw, like, Casper. <laughs> like, I was throwing up, yo. I was throwing up and everything. And I was like, man. Damn. So that's your yeah, first. Yeah, that was experience. like that was so my that first was like, experience. Yeah, like it was, I, I got high as a kite that 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 first day at JMU, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I was so that yeah. was your introduction. That's yeah. your, you're welcome to the team. Yeah. Okay. So you come in as a freshman. I mean, not a freshman, but a junior, new, a new to the team, yeah. right? So you already got two guys there that have you know. That have kind of set a staple for for themselves in, in the program. Mm -hmm. So now you got to prove yourself again. Yeah. All right. So what's the uphill battle now? Yep. And the fact that all you guys are beach guys, like that. That's that's funny. Yeah. Um. It was terrible. So I started off like eighth on the depth chart. You got the two guys. They ain't even practicing spring ball. They just chilling. Like I already got my spot solidified. Um. I remember like the first couple practices, like I was doing all right because we didn't have we didn't have like gear on or anything, and then okay. you know what I'm saying the coaches wanted to see what I was made of, and so I first practiced in full gear. I ended up taking a like a handoff to the right, and this middle linebacker smacked me, and I fumbled, and I I went from eighth on the depth chart to them about to like send me back. To the, yeah, yeah. And then um, I was just trying to figure. I was just trying to survive because I was like, man, I I may not even I may not. Even, even be invited back for fall camp because they can they can get you out of there if they yeah. want you, you know what I'm saying if you're a scrub and so I started like really watching film asking the coaches questions and I just started to just pick it up slowly pick it up slowly to the point where I'm like alright they're they giving me more opportunities and by by midway through spring ball like I was straight up like I was straight up balling where the point where they was like alright we got like a, a future tailback like I'm a we got these two seniors. Yeah. They gonna they gonna lead us to the promised land once more. But once once they graduate, we got somebody you know, else. Yeah, okay. we got somebody else in the shadow. All right, but in the back of your mind, you like no. It's yeah, my time now. right. Back of my mind, like yo, like these dudes can't like can't nobody. Every time I was touching the ball, bro, like I was I was on our first team. It used to be like the the twos versus the ones. Mm -hmm. I was with the second. I was running with the second team. The ones couldn't handle me. They used to be getting cussed out because every time I touched the ball, I was scoring. But still, you got somebody who's been there, done that, who led JMU to the national championship. It was, it was no way that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I couldn't overcome that. Okay. So you get out there. So what happened was Alvin Banks, he was from Hampton. He ended up having a hamstring problem. Juice, man. So JMU got the best of juice. Like, it's a party school. Mm -hmm. Drinking got the best of them. And um, when Alvin got hurt, we played this D2 school, and I was supposed to just, like, sit out. And Juice, he struggled. Like, we almost lost to a D2 school. It, the score was, like, 10 to 6 or something like that. Yeah. And so the next game, we were playing the number one team in the nation. It was when App State was on a run. Yeah, so was, had they already beat Michigan, or? It was, that was a year later. That okay. was a year later. So uh, it was. Okay. But we yeah. know how good that team was. Yeah, that was a phenomenal team. It's so, on, your, what's his name, the quarterback? Armani Edwards. He was the quarterback. Yeah, he okay. was the quarterback. And so we went up to, I think it's Boone, North Carolina, or something like that. And um, coach was like, he pulled me into the office and was like, we 
got to take your red shirt. We got to play you. He's like, I already talked to Antoine uh, Bolton. I let him know that you're going to get some carries with Juice. And um, So so what happened with Bolton? So you just straight out yeah, outplayed him? Yeah, I was better than Bolton a little bit. Yeah, he had more experience, but talent-wise, it was I just different. Um, we go to Boone, North Carolina. Um, Marvy still ain't playing. Juice still won't playing good. Okay. I end up having... I ended up having like 15 carries for 63 yards and 10 catches for 63 yards, 120 yeah. something total yards. Respect day. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, they, and they end up, um, they end up beating us. But the coach from App State was like, "Who is this number?" I had number 14, bro. I, I was like, "Why y'all give me number 14?" But I thought I was gonna register. Like 14 is a whack number. Yeah. And um, he was like, "Who's this number 14 kid?" And, and my coach was like, "Man, like you, you played a really good, you know, what I'm saying for a first game, played a really good game." Next game, he was like, I'm going to start you. I'm going to start you. We played at JMU. The second carry of the game mm-hmm. took 63 yards, bro. And from there, it was my show. Can you still see that pit play? In a I, don't even know. I, I, I don't even know what happened. So what happened was, well, I said I don't know what happened, but I'm about to try to explain it. When I took it 63 yards, it was like, man, it was just like my legs was just moving. And I ran the back of the end zone and kneeled in the bushes. And that became like my thing, okay. right? You know what I'm saying? Every time I scored like a long run, it became like Eugene's about to kneel in the bushes. And um, yo, know, from there, it just got it just got wild because every game I was breaking for 50 yards touchdown, 80 yard touchdown, and I ended up was like one of the the leading rushes. Um, I never I never rushed for over a thousand yards in high school. Never. And it was it, it just started to be for a yeah. thousand, and you don't even play what really the first two games. Yeah, really ten, first ten games. games I had um, a thousand yards, like nine, ten touchdowns. Name first team all conference. Uh, we ended up losing the first round in the playoffs, but it was it started to become different. Like you know how like nobody knows the kid in the in the back of the class, right? Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, the teachers calling him now. He's like the favorite. And now everybody loves them. Okay. It was a, it was a lot to kind of take on. Like they would start selling my my jersey in the bookstores. Newspaper called me every day. Jamie was a party school, so I can get into the parties for free. All like, it was back I in like I high school. The, the ladies love me, bro. Jesus, and, Jesus, yeah, Jesus yeah, yeah. Trigger. yeah. And it was and I started I started like my ego, man. Yeah, of course. My As ego, a ball player, yeah, you already got one. Anyways. Yeah, my ego was crazy, and it came. It, it started to become all about me. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And then family back home hearing what was going on, they like, yo, he about like Gene's about really make it to the league. Like okay. scouts were coming to see me play. Like I was projected to get drafted. You know what I'm saying? Going into my senior year, it it just started. It just started to be crazy. Like I started to lose control of who I was and the hard work it took me to, to get there. It's something like I try to stay humble now, no matter how much success I have in life, because I remember that time where so, I let it go. So, like we always say, you know, if you're not humble, life will humble you. Mm-hmm. So, is the knee injury kind of a humbling experience? No. So this is what happened. Our linebacker at the time was messing around on this girl, mm-hmm. and. I was having some relationship issues at JMU. And this is when it all started to go downhill. And his girl started coming at me. And I was telling one of the upperclassmen, like, yo, like, his girl, like, really? And she was like a Ethiopian. 
chick and everything. And I was like, nah, that's my home, my teammate girl. Yeah. But I knew, you know what I'm saying, the type of dirt that, you know what I'm saying, she that he was doing to her. And um, next thing lead to the next, we end up, you know, messing around. Okay. And then, um, you know what I'm saying, my teammate finding out. And it kind of, like, divided the locker room. You know what I'm saying? Like, we was about to, like, fight in the, in the locker room. That's where I was like, man, my my ego and my um, just my my selfish ambition. Yeah, it started to. I it just started to the team. Now, yeah, it, it started. Is. Yeah, it was it was ugly, bro. Like, I just wasn't a good person at the time. You know what I'm saying? And that's when it started to go downhill, and then going into that summer camp, it was just like a lot of tension. Well, we supposed to be like, all right, we like ranked y'all number two. Yeah, 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 yeah. We was we was a um, national championship contender, and so going into that senior year. Just dealing with a lot of like like personal stuff that I brought like upon myself that I didn't know how to handle, okay. and I had nobody that I can really talk to about some of this stuff. You know, so I was just dealing with it. A lot of us are first time yeah. college students, mm -hmm. and then um, that's when like uh, we played University of North Carolina, and basically that's where I had my um, my knee injury. Okay. And then um, you know I set out for the rest of the year. So you lose that year. I lose that year. Momentum, it's kind of altered. Mm -hmm. what, what's going through? Do you know at the time you're gonna get the medical red shirt back, or are you thinking yeah. it's, it's kind of over, or you knew you were gonna get that year back? Yeah, I knew I was gonna get the year back. Um, this was a year before Adrian Peterson came back and rushed for two thousand yards right right after right. telling yeah, the um, ACL, yeah. and I thought I was working hard. Bro, but I, I wasn't working hard enough. And so when I got back on the field, like, the coaches didn't, like, want me to do spring ball. And so I didn't get any, like, really practice reps. They just wanted me to be ready for the season, thinking I was going to be the same person. And I lost it all. Like, I was like a, you know what I'm saying? I was half of what I was. Okay. I couldn't take it 80 no more. Yeah, because you had, what, seven 25-yard seven touchdowns, yeah. five 50-yarders, a couple 80s, like, so every time you touched it, it was that possibility of, yeah. of it going to the crib. Yep. So that's no, no longer there. Mm. But you're still good enough to yeah. run for a G, yeah. nine tugs, and, and be all confident. Yeah, but I want great, though. Okay. I should have had, had like 2,500 yards. Gotcha. You. I, sh I should have. Me and Rodney Landers were supposed to be like um, Pat White and Slayer. Okay. You know what I'm saying? We changed the offense. But I just didn't have it. I didn't, you know what I'm saying? I didn't have it, man. I was like, there's so much personal stuff that was going on. And that's what people don't understand. They think, like, man, you in college. Everything is all good. So was it, was it mentally a lot, too? Or was it just the physical part? Or was it the physical part that created the mental issue for you? Mentally, I didn't have it. Mentally, I was in this dark place. And I was trying to figure out, like, how to get out of it. Um just relationship stuff with like my college sweetheart. Like we just had a bad relationship. Her cheating on me, me cheating on her. Gotcha. Um, then like some people back home passing away. My brother um, in and out of jail. It just, it was just too much that, too much distractions where I couldn't clear the, the, the space mentally to perform on the field, bro. And I remember it was just dark, man. Like I, I couldn't, I couldn't get out of it. I couldn't get out of it. So, so in your mind, because you, I know you had said that you were NFL prospect, 
going into the senior year, then we had an injury, and then the year you had. So did you know that it was that you weren't going to? Uh, I'm not good enough to play that level anymore. Or yeah. was it one of those things? I'm gonna still give it a try. Yeah, I I remember being on the field and I was telling myself like, you just out here, you just on the field, bro. You just another guy right now. And I I knew like I I couldn't come out of my cuts fast enough. Okay. Um, no explosion. Yeah, being a small guy. You, yeah. You gotta have that. Yeah. yeah, you gotta have that. Yeah, I do. Okay, so what's what's the transition from football? Because I know you know on a lot of athletes that's a a dark depressive time like you're just trying to figure out you're so used to being tailored to mm-hmm. everybody you know waiting on you I mean you pick your classes for you I mean it's you're spoiled to a sense where it's like I don't even really know how to function on my own the worst two and a half years of my life like I had to come back home and this was 2008 where the job market was really bad I had to, I had a degree and everything I did graduate couldn't really find a job I didn't know what I wanted to with my life, cats on my team was at least getting like like rookie camp deals. Cats that I running laps around was mm-hmm. getting deals. You know what I'm saying? And I was just home trying to figure out life. Like I had a trial with the Buffalo Bills. I had a trial with one of the Canadian teams. And I just stopped. Like, how did they go? Was it went. It went well. But was I your just, heart not there? No, like you said, you were just another guy out here. Yeah, you, you emotions. Because if you do something about this, like I've been playing ball since I was five years old. Yeah. I'm 21, 22 at the time. All that time, just football, football, football. Mm-hmm. And so, you, if you do something, your identity is wrapped that's up into it. Yeah. That's that's who I, who I was. Like I'm Eugene, the football player. And so I feel like uh, this is the only thing I'm good at. So I mean, let me try to let me try to do this as as long as I can. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And um. I, struggling, bro, to the point where, like, I wanted to commit like suicide. Okay. You know, so I remember, you know, saying growing up, my dad had a had a pistol. And on the outside, you know, Facebook is still like everybody living their life. I'm still posting pictures, like, course, you know, what I'm saying like I'm a happy go lucky, like my life is my life is great. Yeah. But um, behind closed doors, I ain't want to live. I ain't want to live anymore. Um, on top of that. My brother had just um, committed on robbery, so he committed on robbery right there where the Bank of America is mm-hmm. on Virginia Beach Boulevard with a village in. Yeah. So he, my my brother used to work at Village Inn, I guess, and he he knew what they was gonna make the drop, and you know what I'm saying he got got messed up in that, and so that that sunk me even deeper. You know what I'm saying, seeing like one of my best friends get sentenced to to 30 years, and um. I couldn't, I couldn't find my dad gun, bro. I remember one day, it was like, man, I'm just going to end it all. Searching everywhere for it. Um, up in the closet, under his bed. Like, if I find this thing, like, I'm going to do it. And um, I couldn't find his gun. And, and I just broke down in tears. And I ended up calling, like, one of, one of my, my, my closest, like, friends, who was actually my, my cousin, and just kind of telling him, like, yo, like, I've been battling some stuff. And I thought, you know what I'm saying, you don't want to tell anybody because you this big, bad yeah, football player. The pressure is real. Man. Yeah, and then um, he was he was like, man, he was just listening. He didn't call me like, you crazy for having these thoughts or so snap out of it. And then from there for like maybe like six months straight, he called me every day just to check in on me. And um, I started going to church, and a pastor told me something that I'd never forget. He was like, man, your identity is not wrapped up into football. Use everything that you did in football Use everything that you did. I'm talking about the getting up at five o'clock in the morning, 
the perseverance, overcoming obstacles, um, being a leader, um, just everything. Put everything that you did in football into whatever your next endeavor was. And I took that to heart, bro. And I finally got me a job. Okay. I got me a um an entry level job at um Amerigroup, which is now an anthem. Yeah. And so I'm I'm there and they had this leadership development program where it's twelve positions, but it's a thousand applicants. Like if you get into this program, like they're gonna set you up for a manager position. And I was like, yo, I'm going for it. And so I was doing everything, bro. I was meeting with directors, vice presidents, just getting FaceTime learning about the company and we got down to the interview it was like a, it was like a um, tryout you know what I'm saying it was like a tryout and I ended up getting the position and that just kind of like changed my changed my life bro just like that just like that you yeah. started applying yeah like like approaching it like it was like it was sports like it was sports and ever since then that's what I do like everything is competitive everything is like we bought to play on national television like okay. that's how that's how I'm approaching it just because of that, I seen that it works. Okay, so we're there. So now, as far as your career is going off, you, you're taking off and, and you're comfortable, okay? Mm -hmm. So, what does the book writing come in at? All right, so- And, and, and what's the what's the stories behind, you know, the, the character and, and what what should your references? Yeah, so in between that, 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 that process, I had went back and got my, my master's, right? And, um, it was cool. I had like a 4.0. And I've I never been a 4.0 type of dude. So I knew like, man, y'all just taking my money just kind of <laughs> passing me through. And so I got it. It was cool. But I felt like, like, yo, I'm not a 4.0 type of dude, though. Like, I I'm, you. you know what I'm saying? You. At Don't best, you are. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm probably, probably like a 2.8. <laughs> and so one of my best friends, who's, who's also a part of the, the 12 people that got selected in the leadership development program, Somebody I would have never thought about hanging out with, cause I think you, I, corny dude, like you know what I'm saying. I got you. Corny dude, like not somebody that I grew up with, but one of the the cool. I'm I'm so thankful that I met him. Always challenging me, like to to read books, listen to this podcast, um, think strategically about this. He was like, yo, like yo, you should um, we should go back in and get our doctorate degrees. I'm like, no, I'm not going back to school. And then he kept pitching it to me like for a month straight. And then he was like, yo, if you go back, you can get your student loans deferred. I had like thirty, forty thousand $40,000 in student loans. And I was like, shoot, why not? The company's going to pay for some of the degree. And then maybe I can, you know what I'm saying, come up with a plan to pay down my student loans. Okay. And so I started at, at Regent University. And uh, one of my first assignments was, uh, this is a class called Leaders and Followers. I had to write like a 10-page paper. And I ended up getting the grade back. It was like an 89. And I emailed my professor. I was like, did you really read it? Because I'm thinking back to my master's where they were just kind of pushing me through. Because I'm not an 89. Yeah, like, yeah, I yeah, yeah, I'm like, I'm you. probably yeah, not thinking that you wrote it. It was decent. And she was like, no, nah, Eugene, you got like a good writing voice. In all my life, man, I've been trying to find something good, something that I was good in outside of sports. And so when she said that, this light bulb went out. I was like, I'm going to sit here and write these 10-page papers. Let me write about something that, that I want to write about. And so this character came to me like when I was dreaming, bro. I'm not one of those like dudes that say, like, God spoke to me. Mm -hmm. But this was probably one time I said, like, yeah, I think God spoke to me, bro. Okay. Like, gave me the title. Gave me, like, I had the, I had the character in mind. 
His name is Michael Tutti Maybe. So the student athlete. Yeah, the athlete. What's funny about the that? The athlete student. The athlete student. You know what's funny about that, right? I had a uh, linebacker coach in college. Mm -hmm. He used to always be like, you're a student first and an athlete second. Mm. And so that, that, that I, I see where you're going yeah. with that. Go ahead. And so, yeah, I created it, man. So he's like a he's like a, a 6'2", phenomenal, just athlete, five-star recruit. Out of this area, I, I base him out of Virginia Beach. Okay. And he has these aspirations of wanting to go to the league. You know what I'm saying? Now, football is just all about football. And before he can do that, though, it's, it's college. You know what I'm saying? Everybody thinks college. Like, he went off to college. He's, he's straight. You know what I'm saying? He went off to college. Like, life's good now. He's going he gonna to do whatever. Not at all. But this goes, it, it takes you through his, his freshman, sophomore, junior. And I'll, I'll start to write senior year in the next couple months of how he balances academics, athletics, the parties, the peer pressure, coaches, girls, teammates, drugs, alcohol, things that happens on a on a college campus that nobody really talk about. You know what I'm saying? But they, they're they, there. They, yeah. They're, yeah, they're more prevalent than the actual field. Mm -hmm. Like the, 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 the sports is a small thing. Like that's going to, you're going to yeah. do that. Yeah, yeah. Like that's why you're there. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's the extra stuff that'll get you jammed up and, and get you caught up. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it takes you through. I, I don't hold any bars. I wanted to tell this story. And really, I didn't even want to write the, the book. I re, um, Master P said this. Like, I'm a big fan of Master P, like the businessman. He was like, if you don't see something on the shelves, create it yourself. And I was Googling and researching, and I didn't see nobody write a book about this. And I was like, shoot, I'm going to write it. And then I just figured it out, bro. And I was like, man, I'm, I'm not going to stop. You know what I'm saying? I don't care if only two people want to read my book. Like, this is something that I wish I had when I was in middle school, high school, and even college. That's how I feel about the podcast. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, so, and um, it's, it's one of the best things that, that, that ever happened to me, bro. I'm serious. Is it therapy? Yeah, it's, it's therapy. Like, I, I locked my door in my office, put my phone outside of it, and I didn't realize how creative mm -hmm. my mind started to go. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's creative. I be coming up with some dope storylines. And I'm like, I, and I know my target audience don't necessarily like to read books, and I get it. But uh, when they turn this journey into a movie, they're going to they gonna want to go back and exactly. pick up the book. You know exactly. what I'm saying? And um, this is where I'm laying, I'm just laying the foundation right now. And this is a part of, this is a part of me. This is like, like my baby. Like Okay. Yeah. So is it a little bit of yourself in there? Some other people, like people you, you know, grew up watching or... I, I, so Mike, his name is Michael Tootie Mayberry. Everybody call him Tootie. Um, he's a hybrid, like of like some of the best athletes that came across, that I ever came across, that I seen on TV, that I grew up with. Like he's a he's a piece of like everybody. So that's why when people read this book, they was like, man, I can I, I, can, I can I can relate to him. I can identify myself with him. You know what I'm saying? Um, he's that he's that inner city kid. And he he makes mistakes, man. Like, but you want to see him win. But he's t he's he's telling you like his thought process of why he's doing what he's doing, whether it's right or wrong. Like you can see his flaws. So it's it's with the hope that that kids can see like, all right, man, yeah, I think like this too. Or um, if I do this, these are consequences that gonna, that's going to be attached to it. And so it's it's a lot of different things that I want kids to pull out from it. But ultimately, I want kids to know like, man, you got to take advantage of like your education, like. Think about how many phenomenal athletes we grew up with, mm -hmm. right? Everybody want to make it to the league. All right, that's a given. Like, that's just what we want to do. But at, at a minimum, at a minimum, 
we were all talented enough to at least get a free education. And that free education, bro, I'm no different from anybody that we grew up with. But my life has changed dramatically because of the education and, and being able to experience the world. Because when you go to college, it's people from it's all over. It's the network. It's the network. That's yeah. what makes, it's not even really about the piece of paper. No. It's the networking, you know what I'm saying? And the relationships you build, the things you learn, like you said, people from all walks of life. That's the best experience about college, man. Yeah, and you get to kind of be in this in this bubble where you can kind of mature. You know what I'm saying? And um, I just, yeah, I just, I just wanted to put this story out there, bro. And I won an award, man. So sophomore year won is won, won an award, like a like I, I won a like a, a writing award, bro. I, I didn't write in high school. Is that is that a better feeling than being all conference running back? Heck yeah. Oh, like like because you were expected to be as an athlete, we knew what you were. Yeah. This is something that you really steps out of outside of the box and achieve something. This is this is way better. Like I don't I'm not even like a sports dude anymore. Like you know what I'm saying? Like sports is cool. But I I've been seeing kids um that's going to the the school like in in biology and just stuff that we didn't know anything about. Mm-hmm. Like that's starting to be like like cool to me. Not to try to sound corny or anything, but I didn't know what a college major was. You know what I'm saying? And so if you got an opportunity to get this free education, like 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 take it. Like take use advantage. use that talent, use that gift that God gave you and and be able to like better yourself. Like sometimes we think if, if it's just football, that's where it's gonna stop. But that education piece, man, that, that go on forever. Yeah, yeah. Can't nobody can't take, take it. it from yeah, you. can't nobody yeah. take it away from you. Okay, so one kid, if you if you reach one kid out there, what's the message and what do you want them to learn from reading your book? Hmm, that's a good question. So there's a lot of messages. Um, Basically, man, is to it's just to take advantage of your opportunities, right? And so I tell kids this: this is and this is what I do. Like, have a conversation. Have a conversation with your 35 year old self. Have a conversation with your 50 year old self. Even like when you're 18, 19, like that 35 year old, that 50 year old version of yourself is counting on you at 18 to set them up. And so I want people to think about like the future before they make some of these like dumb decisions. Like the hard work that you put in now, right? You can benefit off that when you get 60 years old. And so I seen like for like for my, my brother per se, right? He made this mistake when he's like 24 years old. And so now his 50 year old self is always gonna go back to that 24 year old decision and he's gonna always be paying for it. Versus like if he would have worked hard at that age, you would have success. You'd be successful at fifty. Basically, yeah. I got you. All right, let's 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 have a little fun at the end. Okay. Who's your favorite team that you played against in college? Like who who'd you who's a team that when you got up to play them it was like oh yeah. William and Mary. Yeah 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 William and Mary. I don't know why. I think like the smart school. <laughs> okay. Um. For some reason, yeah, whenever I played William and Mary, I always got off on them. Yeah. So it was always when you seen them on the schedule, it's, it's go time. Yeah. Okay. So, who's the top five players that come out of Bayside? Top five? Oh, that's a, oh, that's a good question. Top five players that come out of Bayside. All right. 
You put me on the spot with that one. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ask some people mad at Oh, you know I'm bleeding with this one, too. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so it's gonna, my list going to look different from okay. everybody else's. It's your list. Dion Rubottom. All right, that's probably, you know what I'm saying, one. Larry wow. Edwards. Oh, so you give me an order. Okay, cool. Yeah, Larry Edwards. Larry Edwards, too. And I think, I think Isaac Madison. Speedo. No question. I think, man. If he played in a spread offense, no, nobody would have caught his records. I mean, because he was, I think he probably averaged, what, like almost 30 yards a catch. I was reading something like that. Yeah. It was crazy. I think if he would have went to college, bro, he would have been phenomenal. And then I'm going to be biased because my, my cousin, um, Mo Holloman. Okay. Best lockdown corner, like, um, you know, I ever played against. I had never seen nobody take advantage of, of him on the island. What's that? That's four. That's four. Um, ooh. Yeah, somebody going to get mad at me. Um, <laughs> five. Five. You. Five would be. He humble, man. He ain't gonna say. Nah, himself. I wouldn't even say my. He's not gonna say. Himself. I wouldn't even say nah, my. I got you. Um, he ain't gonna say himself. That's a good one. Oh, it's a lot of people that's crossing my mind, so I'm, I'm, I'm scared it's, to commit right now. It's like two. It's three on my mind right now that I'm probably thinking about. If it was me, with your last five. I'm not gonna say EJ May. That's probably one of the, that's on your. I was players. thinking about EJ. Uh-huh. I say EJ, Coop. Because um, they came after me, so I ain't Quinn. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah, they all right, so you're not going to say Yeah, okay. they were some dogs, though. Got you, got you. They so you're just saying strictly from before you. And and I, I throw EJ in there, and I throw EJ in there for this reason. Bayside wasn't serious about football until they saw these major college coaches coming Come in. in and I didn't see that. Because he kind of started that, yeah. that wave, because mm-hmm. if you think about it. He's, yeah. Tim, then Coley, or all of them dudes yeah. started. Yeah. You know, basically, I always had talent, but we ain't had a mindset to match it. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? And I think EJ was one of the first that showed people, like, man, like, I can I can get out of here. And ever since then, look at the track record for basically. There's some, some, some cats that. A lot of dudes. That, that Quinn, got, a lot of guys. That got out of there. I don't care if you made it to the league. When you, if you can get out of Bayside. Get a degree and get a degree, bro. You you made it. You made it. Like that's that's tough. Facts, facts. It's tough. So I say I say EJ for that reason. Like he, he changed the landscape. Give me the uh, top five running backs of your era. Top five. And you know who I used to think was nice, bro. Who? I played with him in Little League. Arlo. Arlo was a dog. Was a dog. I had I was playing middle linebacker at Wolfpack, and I did not like tackling Arlo. And I'm surprised he didn't go. Well, he was ineligible our, uh, our senior year. I didn't know that. Yeah, our I senior year. That's why Devion had to play so much running back. Okay, I did not know that. And uh, we would have been a way better team. Yeah, with him. I, I mean, that dude that. had almost a thousand off of like seventy carries. Yeah, I did not know. But Arlo was. I, I already knew he was going to be special. Arlo Jamel Dean. From from Wilson, from Wilson yep. was a dog, and I can only different. go by people. You like the little guys, yeah. I got you, I got you. Jamel, um, Larry Edwards, of course, phenomenal. Um, hmm. Got him on the spot. You got to go with. I think Zeus was not man. Zeus story was always one that. That, that messed me up, man, because he's just 
phenomenal dude, bro, that just made some made some mistakes. He just had it on the field or he just had it. He just had it. Because it. it was like he wasn't real fast. Easy, man. He wasn't big. He wasn't super strong, but it was just yeah, I don't easy, know what man. it is. He just got it done. I'm gonna go with Zeus now I go with Dana. I always play Dana. Yeah, I think Dana's better than Zeus. But you got it. But Zeus at least made it. though. No, no, no. Without a doubt. Without so, a doubt. Yeah, I got you. you know I got saying? you. Playing in playing in the Big Ten. He 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 on, I seen him hit. I seen him hit. Was it Penn State for like a a, a bucket to yeah. train? So yeah, that most definitely. So it, man, it was some, it was some dog, bro. Like it's some cats that was that got scholarships. That I seen even at the level at JMU that I could think of eighty dudes from back home from here that could have took you know what I'm saying you. that spot, bro. And it's just all about the mental yeah. and making. It's just it's as simple as that. If you consistent with making good decisions and working hard, you'll be all right. That that life, man, it, it grabs it grabs hold of us. And I look back, man, and, and that's part of the reason why I wanted to write this like this book, bro. Is to show kids, man. Like you can, you can make it out of here, but you can't be pulled down by some of your friends or some mm-hmm. of the lifestyles type of stuff that we be doing. All right, so let us know what where can we get the book at? Where, where can people find it at? Yo, so the book is on Amazon, uh, also Barnes and Noble, also on um, theathletestudent.com. Um, I'm coming out with junior year is already done. Um, it's coming what, out. What can we expect the junior? Junior year's coming out, like June six or something like that. Okay. Um, so is he going pro after junior year? You can't give us a little. Man, it's crazy. <laughs> like junior year is crazy. So um, I already sent my brother the book. Um, and he called me. and was like, "Yo, this is the best one." I was thinking, okay. like, "All right, sophomore year was tight though." Okay. But all of them kind of play off each other, and so it's a it's a movie, bro. Um, I think when you like you gotta do that, you, you know what I'm saying? When you, you read it, that into yeah. It when you read it, that. it's a it's a movie, and um, so don't be surprised where, like, we pull this uh, we archive we pull this out the archives like yeah, ten maybe, years from now. Maybe I could be the coach or something. <laughs> yeah. in the movie. No, you, you know, know actually. So when I ran into Bill Bellamy, um, when I ran into Bill Bellamy, I ran into Bill Bellamy at Town Center. And okay. I just I approached him like I approach everybody else. Yeah. I, I got an elevator pitch that I give everybody, and um, he was like, "Man, hold on, man, I'm gonna put you on. I'm gonna put you on my Instagram." I was like, "Man, you don't need to do I all remember, that." I remember when you did that. Yeah, and um, ever since then I said, "Yo, if I get a movie deal, the first person that I'll try to reach out to is Bill Bellamy to play gotcha. to these pops." Gotcha. Yo, just off the strength of what what, what that did what he, that did, he, he, didn't have to do he, that. he did yeah. not have to do that. Yeah. And um, yeah, that was that was dope. That was, and I ran into a couple celebrities since then that just like, whatever. But he actually like was listening too much. Like, oh, yo, that is dope. And I don't, I don't ask, you know what I'm saying. So if if it ever came to be, which I, I think it is, it will be. Yep, it I'm gonna be like, yo, bro, like, well, let's let's hit up Bill. What Bill worth like two point five? Hey, Bill, can we do this for five hundred thousand though? No. <laughs> Yeah, so, yep. That's what's up, man. So, appreciate you coming in with me, man. Kicking it, at, you know, you have a great story. Um, we're interested to see how this thing's going to finish out with the book and, you know, with the future endeavors with the book maybe turning into a movie, man. We're we watching and we definitely fans and we, we rooting for you. Appreciate it, bro. My man. Hey, appreciate it, man. My man. Yes, sir. Shot clock. This ain't just Lanstown, dudes, <laughs> yes, man. Yes, sir. <laughs> This is Eugene Holloman, and you tuned. Oh, I'm sorry. It was a-
the way. You can crop in the beginning. Yeah, I can always edit it. Okay. This is Eugene Holloman, and you tuned in to 24 Shot Clock. Perfect. My man.